Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've gotta have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby. Fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 242. From endo, low AMH, and a 1% chance to pregnant naturally. Pauline's story. Hey, loves, ooh, I got a doozy for you this week. Oh, you are going to fall in love with Pauline. Don't you just love all of these women? Like, it's just crazy. So kind, so generous, sharing their stories to lift all of us up on this journey is so good. And I bet it's pretty obvious to you why I, I just leap out of bed in the morning because I get to work with these women. Just so committed, so big hearted, so loving. They keep their word. They do the work and they follow through. They stay focused on the dream. I mean, I just, oh, I just can't get enough of this. And you're going to just fall in love with Pauline because with her endometriosis in full swing and low AMH, Pauline was told that she had at best a 1% chance of conceiving. She had tried IVF. They told her that was going to be the only way. She was a poor responder. She got just two eggs retrieved and neither made it to blastocyst. And at that point, Pauline had a choice to make and she did something incredibly gangster. And I cannot wait for you to hear her share her testimony in her own words, because she did something that most women would not. She did a full pivot and she ended up calling in this beautiful baby of hers in a way they told her was probably not going to happen. And she did it in record time. It's truly extraordinary. So I hope that you will turn this one up. If you have been told something crazy about your body, told that you have a less than 1% chance. I mean, look, my ladies routinely beat 1% odds like left and right. All you have to do is scroll through the list of podcasts to hear that to know it's true. So if you're in a place where you're really struggling because of your diagnosis or whatever the case may be, pay close attention to what Pauline is going to share, because I assure you, she would tell you that if she could do it, so can you. So here is my conversation with Miracle Mama, Pauline. Woman, we're going to just jump straight in because this is a conversation I have been looking forward to having for a long time. You, me too. That's yeah. fine with me. Well, so why don't you start off by just sharing with the women listening, like, how did you find yourself on this journey? And then how did we meet? Yeah, definitely. So my journey began. So I was diagnosed with endometriosis in my early 20s. It happened to be just kind of an incoincidental finding when I got an IUD placed. So they removed a cyst and then biopsied it and then ended up finding that I had endometriosis. So I was like, okay, no big deal. I'm in my 20s. I don't care at that point, right? So, so yeah. So then flash forward to maybe, I think I was like maybe 34, 33 around there. Yeah, I met my husband and we decided we wanted to have a baby together. So you know, we were trying and then I already kind of knew, I was like, well, I know endometriosis, it's kind of hard to have, to conceive a baby when you do have that. So I was already like, 
know what? We probably need to see a specialist for this. So I was already like on the game for that. So we went to actually one of my friends recommended a clinic that was in um, Colorado or down in Denver. And so we ended up meeting with the doc there and just kind of talking about everything. And, and yeah, so he was like, well, let's just run some tests and see kind of like where we're at on things and all that good stuff. And so I remember I was working, I remember the exact same time where I was working and then ended up reading my lab results. And so I'm just like Googling all these things. Cause I'm like, I don't know what all these tests mean. So then I go to the AMH portion of it and it was super, super low. It was like, I think 0.16, I think. So I was just kind of like, I don't know what that means. And so looking it up, it was like, basically I have like very low egg reserve. So I was freaking out a little bit about that. And so then we ended up going back into meeting with the doc again. And he basically was saying like, your chances of conceding naturally is probably like less than 1% giving your, your, yeah, I was just like, what? And at that point, I was just like, well, I didn't know really how to take the news. I was just kind of like, eh, it should be fine. But yeah, but he told me straight up was just like, less than 1% your age, because you know, I'm a geriatric pregnancy would be so he was like, yeah. So he's just like, well, your age, and you know, you have endometriosis, your age is very, very low. So, you know, it's, least likely you're going to be, you're going to get like, get pregnant naturally. So my husband or my fiance, so he went back and we're like, you know what, let's just try. Like we haven't gotten married yet. Let's just kind of get the marriage, the wedding stuff out of the way. And then we'll kind of start there. So instead of like going straight into IVF, because obviously after that, he was like, you need to do IVF. Like that's the only way you're going to get pregnant is through IVF. And so yeah, so we got married and granted it was during COVID, of course. So we had to postpone our wedding. So we were supposed to get married in June and then we had to postpone the wedding until September. And so after that, we started trying and I think we were trying for about like maybe a good four or five months. And then I was kind of like, you know what? Maybe we do need to do IVF. Everybody, all my friends around me, they were, everybody was getting pregnant left and right. It was just like, why aren't we getting pregnant? Like what's happening here? So so I decided to be like, all right, let's just go back in. Let's just do a round of the IVF. Maybe that's just what we need. So, so yes, we went in, touched the doc, and then we got everything started with the IVF, which was the most terrible process. So I give a lot of credit to a lot of women who've done this more than once. <laughs> um, one time was like, what had done was kind of my, my thoughts there because the shots were terrible, pills, the timing of everything. So yeah, so we ended up doing one round of IVF. And I just remember when they were doing the harvesting of my eggs, the egg collection. I remember I only had two eggs that they collected. And it was so heartbreaking because I remember, I'm sorry, to up a little bit. Too. So I remember when I was like sitting in the little like post stop area. And, you know, they don't have like, it's not a private room. Obviously, there's just like curtains and you can just, you know, you can hear the other like people coming in from after they what when they got their eggs collected and everything like that. And so the lady next to me, they're like, "Oh, you got like ten eggs." And then the lady, the lady next to me on the other side was like, "20 eggs." And I was like, "Oh." And so they said they write down like, "Excuse me." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." So they write down, you know, how many eggs you got. And I looked down at my hand, and it was like two. And they're like, "Oh, so I only have like a really small percent chance to get pregnant. See if these are even viable." And so 
you know, they go they incubate it, they do all of like, the good stuff with that. So we get a call the next day from the lab and they're like, well, one egg didn't make it into the blastocyst stage and everything. So we used to have one that actually made it. So we we're super excited. It was just like, yes, like this probably is the one and everything. And so they're like, well, we wouldn't, we won't call you for in the next until like maybe five days later. And then we can let you know if it's, if it's survived and if we can, if it's developing into an embryo and all that stuff. And so, yeah, so we were like, okay, cool. So we were all excited about it. And I remember driving into work and they called me like on that 15. I was like, yeah, so didn't make it. So sorry. And that was it. So I was like, all right, great. So I have to go into work, like just feeling just like super defeated and just like, what are we going to do now? Like, it's all my fault, like with everything going on. And my husband was great through all of this. Like never blame me for anything. He was like, you know, whatever you want to do, like it's up to you. So. Anyway, so we go back to this reproductive doctor and he tells me like, you know, IVF didn't work for you. I mean, we could do another round, but I mean, most likely it's not going to work for you. So let's just move to donor eggs like right now. <laughs> and so he's giving me all these numbers and statistics like, you know, this is like, if you do get pregnant, like these are the chances, like there can be some abnormalities and all this stuff going on. So I remember just crying in the office just like oh my gosh and he's just kind of looking at me like kind of you know it is what it is like that's that just let me know if you want to do another round IVF and then he just left (laughs) yeah so then my husband and I left the office and and then my husband just looks at me and is just like you know what like it's up to you it's your body if you want to do a second round fine we can do it but if you don't want to put yourself through that I've been watching you put yourself through the shots and all that stuff and so yeah, it's up to you. We don't have to do another round. And so it's like, fine. Yeah. Like, let's just, you know, I was like, let's just sleep on it. We'll see. I don't know if I want to do that again as well. So then I ended up just like going hardcore, looking at different diets, all these different things to do to kind of help increase my chances of getting pregnant naturally. So I'm listening to all these podcasts and all of a sudden with a funny, probably like that funny, like algorithm Facebook does, but your, your podcast popped up onto my feed. And I was like, oh, like this lady looks kind of like there was the pink hair you had at the time, the pink and the black. So I was like, oh, yeah, she's my style. Like, I like her style. So I'm just going to listen to her because all the other podcasts I was listening to, granted, they were very informational, but, you know, it was very like, I don't know. It wasn't something that I needed, like advice wise. So I just wasn't clicking for me. So, yeah, so I ended up stumbling across your podcast and the rest of sister, I just was listening to it and I was just like, like blown away by how real you were with everything and just kind of like napping yourself out of this rut and just like telling people how it is like, get your shit scared. This is like, you know, all the stuff you, you got to do and kind of work on yourself. And I ended up buying your book as well, which also turned me on. So just being like, all right, I feel like I need to sign up for her class. And I'm just, I, I mean, that was the best investment that I've ever done. Oh, yeah. I forgot to also mention when I was on this like fertility journey, you know, I was doing I think I did I did so much acupuncture, which was great. But they were also making me drink like these weird herbs and stuff. And I remember your story with like going to Chinatown and getting the black chicken or something like that. I was like, I think it's that extreme. But yeah, so I felt like I did so many things, but then coming across your your podcast. And then, yeah, that that's just kind of how I ended up finding you. And I'm so grateful to this day because yeah, I have a, a lovely little nine month old actually in a couple of days. And so 
yeah, and it's the best thing ever. Being a mom is just so amazing. So yeah, that's, that's my journey to you, Roseanne. So and I oh, just man, well, you know, <laughs> it's so interesting to me because well, first of all, I have to ask you this question because you remember when we first met. You remember when we had our first conversation. Did you ever imagine what it would be like to have this conversation? Did you ever imagine that you would go from being a listener to this podcast, then go into the program, and then now being a guest? Nope, not at all. I was not even thinking it. I was just like, no, I mean, it's not, it's not going to happen. And that was the thing was like my thought, my whole thought process back then was so negative. And I was like, eh. I'm not going to make it. And I'm just hearing all these women are like, my goal is to get on the podcast. And that never was my goal. But I was like, you know what? That is going to be my goal. Like, I'm going to get on this podcast. But yeah, I would not have imagined. Like, if you would have told me this, like, two years ago, I'd have been like, you're crazy. Like, have you seen the statistic? Have you seen the statistics and the numbers? Like, no, I'm never going to get this. Well, I mean, so let's dive into that because I love, well, and you're, you're in medicine. So you understand, like you probably understand more than most people what the statistics are saying, right? Right. Like to be told by somebody in a white coat for better or worse, right? That a you got a less than 1% chance of conceiving naturally. Like your whole world can be like, you know, like you can, because that sounds basically like it's not happening. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so what made you as a medical professional, like want to look in this mindset area? Because you, Pauline, you could have easily said, you know what, that sounds like fine. Her podcast is maybe a little funny and it's kind of kick ass, but like, (laughs) Why would I do that and do this program knowing what I know? Because tons of women are thinking that way. Like, I don't need this because you know what? The doctors already told me I have a less than 1% chance. Like, why did you pursue this? That's a good question. So I feel like just changing my mindset. I feel like a lot of it had, I, I don't know. I just, my gut feeling that women intuition are just kind of like, I feel like these are just numbers. And a lot of times, like being the medical professional, sometimes these numbers can be skewed and, you know, it's, they're, they're kind of off. And so they're not really good predictors sometimes. And so my gut feeling was just like, my body can do this. Like, I just know my body could do this. And even though I wasn't thinking that at the time where I was like, yeah, my mindset's this, because it really wasn't like my mindset was very negative at that time. But it was that kind of woman's intuition, gut feeling that I was just like, no, I, I feel like my body is meant to conceive naturally and it's going to do it. And I don't know how or when or what, when it's going to happen and all that, but it was just that gut feeling. And then, like I said, it was just, so, and then I feel like stumbling on your podcast and listening to everything and, and hearing other women's stories as well, their past stories and going through probably worse than what I went through and then conceiving naturally for them, I felt like that was very motivating as well. So I just, it was my mommy gut. I was meant to be a mom. And that- <laughs> <laughs> I love you saying that. I mean, well, so, okay. So you basically get into this place where you're like, look, I, I'm going to look at my, this mindset thing. My gut's telling me this is what I need. So what did you start noticing in you though? when you started doing the work, what were some of the changes that you noticed in you? I feel like I've noticed I had a little bit more self-confidence a lot because 
most of the time I never really, and I never really thought about it. I thought I did, but I felt like I didn't have it to the degree that I should have it. And I noticed basically just changing the way I would think about things. I remember one of your exercises or one of the podcasts that you had, it was just kind of like, you know, kind of don't limit yourself. I mean, it was like that with the whole like money thing. I know you were just kind of like, hey, you know, don't feel like, oh, I can't spend money on this because I have to like save it and I can't think about things in the future. You're just kind of just like, just let everything go and just like do it. Like, I think that was one of your exercises. Just don't think, just do it. And, you know, and I think that's what happened was I just like, was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I want to do. I didn't, I don't think I put myself first a lot of times. I put other people first and, and I feel like, yeah, that's, that's just kind of a big, big lesson that you taught me. And, and also I was going to say with that whole thing was like, I think it was during that time we ended up just like buying a house. (laughs) So yeah, it was funny because we walked in and I was like, I love it. I want it. And I'm in this new mindset where we're like, we're not going to just, we're just going to let go and do it. Granted, I know with we got to be responsible in that sense to make sure it was fine, but obviously it was for us. And so we just were like, yeah, we, we did it. And I was like, this is where I see, you know, I was kind of being using more picturing more of the future. And so I was like, I feel like this house is meant to have, this is where we're meant to have a baby. Like this is like our current house was where we were meant to be. But this one, I feel like I can see ourselves like kid running around. We have, more open space for her to be playing, her or him to be playing at the time. And so, yeah, I feel like it just, my whole mindset just like changed in that sense where I was being more confident and being more free to do things. And also just, I don't know, just like kind of, yeah, like I said, putting myself first, <laughs> which I never did. That. I mean, imagine yeah. that because you put other people first day in and day out for a living. That's just what you yes. do, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And isn't funny that we somehow tell ourselves that putting ourselves last or not doing the thing that we want to do, that's like responsible. We don't ever think that, hey, what if it's the most responsible thing ever for me to actually go for what I say that I want? What if that's actually the responsible thing? Exactly. Yeah, I know. And a lot of times people don't think that, you know, and I feel like yeah, like you said, in my profession, and even like in life, you know, I'm always like, everybody like, put a lot of things first. And my husband even pointed that out where it was like, you need to like do things for you sometimes. And it was like, yeah, I do actually like, whether it's like, doing a little bit of like, meditation in the morning, which that's actually what I started to do, kind of listening and doing the program with it was just kind of I think it was the last, the toolbox, the last one in your, your program. And it was just like having the schedule to routinely do things every day. And I, that's what I did. Like I meditated every day and I just kept telling myself, like, I'm going to get pregnant naturally and, and I, all this like self-confidence and I can do this and everything. So I found a bunch of different meditations that I was like, no, I'm putting aside at least 10, 15 minutes to myself before I start my day. And I was very much structured to that. And I think that's what kind of helped me be as help me do that because I felt like prior to this, my life was very chaotic. And it was like, yep, work came first, family of that, my friends. And it was like, I just, there was barely time for me time at all. And any self-care or anything like that. So, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, so, okay. So you're, you're doing this, you're doing this program, you're feeling better. You know, when did things 
start turning around for you because something pretty miraculous happened for you. So why don't you walk us through that? <laughs> Definitely. So um, let's hear. So I think I believe I started, I think your program started for me, I think it was like August 2021, I believe. Yeah. So I remember we were on our Lake Tahoe trip and that's when I like spoke with you and everything there. But yeah, so that's when kind of things started happening. So doing the, I think after I finished your program, that's when things started to kind of change where I was like, all right, like I'm going to, you know, like I said, take time for myself every day, do my, my meditation, do my journaling and do some of the exercise, even repeating some of the exercises that you, we were doing every week, you know? So, you know, I would do them every week and then it was like, okay, program's over, but I would still continue to practice and do what you were kind of saying, like journaling, you know, I had my bump squat stuff and it was like, you know, taking like, having support from friends and it was kind of good and, and actually being open more to talk to people about kind of what was going on in my life because I think I was more closed in where I was like I didn't want people to know that I had an issue getting pregnant or what was going on with my body and everything like that but I started to get more comfortable and confident about kind of telling people what's going on and, and all that and so and making changes and not being very stubborn to it because I am very I am a very stubborn person you can ask my husband sometimes so I think I became more open-minded and just had this different mindset and being more positive and everything and just giving myself that confidence to say, yeah, like you can, you know, get pregnant and you can do this on your own and don't stress out too much about it. And so, and anytime I would find myself stressed about things, you know, I would turn back to just doing like the journal stuff. And, and I think the biggest thing was like holding on to a lot of stuff in the past that I feel like was probably another thing as well. So I think the best exercise or one of actually all the exercises were pretty good, but the best one I really liked was kind of writing those letters to forgive people in your life and kind of move past it and move on. So I feel like mentally that definitely helped with everything and, and, and kind of getting me into this better mindset. So yeah, and it's crazy because people overlook it. And I feel like that's, you know, a big thing. And and, I mean, not just getting pregnant, just for any everyday life, you know, is having a better mindset on life. And, and I feel like that this whole thing that changed kind of happened to me changed my mindset, but it also and I'm just happy that it's also, you know, moving forward, I have a different mindset ongoing. So yeah. So now, okay, because I remember you sent me an email, like, Mm -hmm. it was hilarious, because I remember, Pauline, oh my gosh, you know, like, what, you know, was she sending? I remember I saw your name in, in my account and I like clicked it and you're like, I'm proud you know, like, <laughs> so like, talk to us about the lead up for that, because look, because what you're describing and, and this is, you know, because you're such a humble and generous person, it's easy for you to kind of like leave out some of the struggle, right? Because yeah. you're like, oh, it's just what I do. I just, you know, I take these lessons, I apply them you know, and then here I am, but you had to have kept on trying. Like there's a part of you that was like making all these changes, starting to put yourself first, communicating more, sharing with people what was going on, doing the forgiveness and moving through that. So tell us about this lead up to this gorgeous miracle baby, because I cannot wait to hear the full story. (laughs) Yep. So we basically just spent that whole time leading up to like not caring, kind of just being like, you know what? If it doesn't happen, we're going to be dog parents for the rest of our lives. We're not going to stress about it. So we ended up just kind of taking our vacations and 
putting ourselves first and just doing what we wanted to do. And so, yeah, it was crazy. So we, we did more golfing. My husband and I are both golfers. So we spent time golfing, hiking, and just doing all these things. I changed up my diet as well. Like I, I kind of was like, well, you know, I'm going to just kind of work on other things as well. And, and so changed up our diets and we just all, we just kind of had just both felt so good. Like we both were on this journey together and it kind of, and it helped too to have a stuff that was just on this journey with me. And so, yeah, so we, we took our vacations and we kind of just like let things go. We were just kind of being free spirited, I guess, in a sense for those past, the, those few months leading up to things. And then, um, yeah, and we just, what else was that golf? And then we, oh yeah. And that was the other thing was my funny story was that the month before we were going, it was a couple months before we conceived, we ended up golfing and there was a golf ball that was, that was in the sand. And I went and I picked it up and it said Leo on it. And so I was like, oh, that's the name. Like, and that was the name I wanted to always be a baby was Leo, which is crazy. Leo or Liam. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was like, so it means we're gonna have a baby soon. So I picked it up and I showed my husband and I still have the golf ball to this day. I probably should go grab it. But, but yeah, this orange golf ball with Leo on it. And I was like, I think this is a sign. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, it's fine. Like, no, it's not. So we picked it up. I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to keep it. And so it may be silly, but I felt like that was like my, my sign of like, okay, things are going to happen. Things are going to turn around from here. And then, yeah. And so then I kept continuing to doing my, my, my journaling, my mindset stuff, all that good stuff, meditating, exercising, eating right and everything like that. And so I think I was just like, I think one morning I was just kind of like, well, before work, like 5am in the morning, I was just kind of like, well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't feel like, I just kind of feel like I need to take a test. There was no real reason. I was just kind of like, yeah, I know it's going to be, it's probably going to be negative and it's going to be okay because back for this whole mindset, working on myself stuff that's going on, it'd be like negative pregnancy test. I'd be bursting into tears. My whole day would be ruined, all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it and, and just see. And, you know, if it's not pregnant, then it's okay. Like things will moving on and keep trying and just have a good time. We're just going to do that. So, you know, obviously he done my stick and, and there was a little faint line. I was like, I don't know, but these cheap little pregnancy sticks I bought off of Amazon it was like five bucks or something. And I was like, oh, this is right. So then I was like, I'm, I'll just wait and take another test like maybe tomorrow. And so then I took another test and then the line was a little bit more, you can see it a little bit better. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to splurge on like the more expensive tests. And then, um, yeah. And so then I was like, I'm just going to do it. And then I ended up doing that and it said pregnant. And I was just like, wait, what is, and it was like in our bathroom, like 4 a.m. in the morning, like that's when I would always do the test and everything. And I was just like, what, like, am I really, like, is this real or, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. And so I just was like, it was, I was just in shock because I was like, I don't think is this really real. Like, I feel like I got to wait a little bit longer. So I ended up like, there's this lab test place that you can go to and just get whatever lab test you want. And knowing me, my, my science brain and everything, I was like, I, I feel like the urine test is probably off or something. So I went and got a lab test for my HCG levels and it was showing, it was like, they were climbing. And so I was like, all right, I, I think this is good. So then I didn't want to, you know, get my husband's hopes up because I remember we got our hopes up with the whole one egg kind of like going to the blastocyst stage and all that good stuff so I didn't want to get his hopes up and I wanted to wait a little bit longer but then I couldn't and so 
usually I'm known for bringing home sweets from work because our patients like to give us cookies and all that stuff. And so then I, I got a little onesie. Um, it says our next, uh, our next adventure begins and then put the little pregnancy test in there and uh, on top of the onesie in this little box. It looks like a little cake box. So I come home. I was like, Oh, I got a surprise. And he's just like, wait, what are you like? What are you talking about? I was like, I got like someone brought a cake to the clinic and, you know, and I probably should have done better. I should have put something else heavier in it. But he was just like, why is it so light? Like it's a cake. Like it should be a little bit heavier. So then he opens it and he's just like, no way. I was like, yes, like this is real. And he was like, you're, you're lying. I was like, no. And then I took out all the other three. <laughs> like These are all positive. I took the blood test and yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so yep and uh the rest is history so then we was getting pregnant and 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 it came at and, and you know what kind of i'm mean, a little bit spiritual in a sense where i feel like so we lost his brother like a month or actually like a couple weeks before we conceived so i felt like this was his gift from his brother that passed away so yeah <laughs> it was kind of a lot going on so that kind of led up to, to all this and yeah so we were like well you know, it was it was definitely a, ro- a roller coaster year last year with that. We had a death in the family, and then it was like, but then we just had we conceived our first baby finally, and yeah. So, but yeah, very grateful. But we just felt like spiritually both like that. We were like, you know what? I feel like this was our gift after he left the world. So after my husband's brother left the world. So yeah. So it was crazy. But other than that, we we got pregnant and. Pregnancy was great. And now we have our little baby girl and she's just precious. So So I'm like, it's so crazy. I mean, think about what you're saying here. Like you basically went from like endometriosis, low AMH, low egg reserve, two eggs retrieved during your first IVF cycle, only like being told that one made it, but then not really because nothing was there, like it didn't make it, to deciding you weren't going to do IVF, it wasn't right for you, starting this crazy mindset journey, trusting your gut, and starting to work the system. And then, and you started in August of 2021, and you have a nine-month-old daughter now. So Basically, within a year of working on mindset, despite being told you had a 1% chance, less than 1% chance of conceiving naturally, less than 1% chance of conceiving naturally, you now have a nine-month-old daughter. Yes, that is so true. And I would not have, if you would have told me that back in the day that this was all happening, I would not have believed any of that. I'm like, you're crazy. (laughs) What's this mindset you're talking about? So, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I I mean, you know, it always interests me because it would have, that's why I ask this question all the time. Like, what was it that made you trust yourself? Because you could have had that maternal, you know, that mama feeling that you were saying, that mother knowing that, hey, my body can do this. And I think at some level we all have that, but I think very few people trust that. Right. Like, are willing to take the leap and trust that because, dude, when we're typically told we have 1% chance of success, we pretty much figure it's over and it's a gangster move for you to do what you did. What do you think drove you 
to trust that because it's one thing to hear the voice, Colleen mm-hmm. saying my body can do this, but it's another to believe it's possible right. and trust that. Um, so what do you think the trust was in you? Like, where did that come from? Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I feel like, sorry, I'm like thinking about it. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to think back. Cause it was so long ago. <laughs> what was my, I just felt like, you know, I was able to overcome a lot of things in the past. And I was like, we're not going into this whole history of my stuff, but, um, mm-hmm. but just kind of, you know, like I was just kind of a go-getter in that sense where I was like, you know what? I went through, you know, high school doing all those things and and, and college and everything. And I, I put myself there and I was always a go-getter. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. When I put my mind to it, I'm going to do it. And I felt like, my competitive mind as well was just kind of like, you know what? No, like we're going to beat the odds here. And I'm not going to listen to this doctor. I mean, granted, it's like, yes, and I respect his opinions and everything, but I felt like, you know, that's just not me. Like I'm competitive and I'm going to do, we're, we're going to do this like somehow, some way. And I just, yeah, it was that, that feeling. And I guess, you know, just having that confidence just to just be like, you know what, we're, my body can do it. And yeah, I don't, I'll be like, yeah, I, question to answer. I'm just like, I, <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of turned for me there where it was like, I, I'm just going to not think about what the statistics were. So yeah, I just, like I said, like my gut feelings always usually right. I feel like it's that amen. woman's intuition. Amen. So yeah, I'm like, I don't know what to say. It's just like, I just, knew in my mind and my gut yeah it was just all like no this is gonna happen and you know and granted it did kind of help my mom she's kind of a spiritual lady as well and she was saying like she's like oh it's it's gonna happen naturally you just wait like you just wait you know just <laughs> I love it. you got mom you know? in her too I mean yeah which was great yeah you know and and having had the distinct honor of being by your side in this process Pauline I would offer an additional explanation because watching you and I remember, you know, this, that negativity you're talking about, you wanted to succeed more than you wanted your fear. And, and that's essentially another way of saying what you just said, because you're gangster, you're a go-getter, you're not somebody that takes no for an answer, but you wanted to make this dream come true more than you wanted to stay safe, trapped in your fear and obedient because you're gangster lady. You're not obedient to shit, you know, and and you're not going to just obey when somebody says, yeah, pretty much give up on your dream. The only way it's going to happen is with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. That's not gangster of me at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so What would the you of today, so as somebody, a living, breathing, actual non-AI individual who has experienced this journey, what would you say to the women listening who may also be facing single digit or less odds? What would you want them to know? I definitely would want you all to know that never give up. It's possible just keep your mindset, keep your eye on the prize your mind in the game, your head in the game. Definitely there were some ups and downs in my journey. I probably have, didn't share too many details about it, but you know, like your things will be met 
will will happen for you. And just keep thinking that and and don't stray away from whatever your mindset is for your goal to be a mom because you're gonna be a mom and you're gonna and it's and it's wonderful and it's worth the wait and it's worth the journey. So I know it's so cliche to say just don't give up on your dreams, but really don't just don't give up. Just like what Roseanne said, like you want you you get your be a go getter, be gangster. No, like, don't give up on anything. Don't let anybody else tell you, throw all these numbers at you and all that stuff. Just, just ignore it and just kind of go forward and, and just have confidence in yourself because you're meant to be a mom and, and it's wonderful and it's going to happen for you. So, yes. That's so good, Polly. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm so, so honored to have you on and I'm so grateful for your generosity here because so much changed for you. I mean, I thank you so much for sharing that golf ball story. That's like the coolest thing ever. It's yeah, like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I still have it in my bag. I'm like, I'm not going to use it. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, because it's really easy to be such and you know, it's funny. I observe this in people sometimes. Sometimes people find so much certainty in the science. But here's the deal. The science is one part of it, but it's not all of it. There were signs coming at you and and think about who you had to become in order to look at an orange golf ball and know that shit was your sign yes. girl <laughs> exactly i know isn't that funny my husband was like are you like what is going on with you i'm like blame roseanne she has me in this different mindset and <laughs> well, it, and yeah so I will take full responsibility for being the facilitator in that. If if there is if I will be so I'm so happy for that because what you ended up doing was believing in yourself and the possibility more than you believed in the fear, Pauline. And if that's what put that beautiful baby girl in your hands, hey, start seeing all kinds of crazy shit all around you because there's only more good coming for you. So Man, well, thank you so much, love. Thank you so much for sharing and being so generous with the women listening. I know that what you've shared here is not only going to inspire, it is certainly going to help change lives and call lives in. So thank you so much, Pauline. We we love you. We're going to be praying for you and your family. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much, Roseanne, for everything. Thank you so much. My loves, if you have dry eyes, you need to go back and listen to this. I mean, wasn't the golf ball story like crazy? I mean, didn't that just get your heart a leaping and believing in your baby and the signs that are coming for you? Look, as I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I know that Pauline would tell you that if she did it, so can you. So if you are in a place where you just know that this baby is meant for you and you just need to get out of your own way, it's time to learn what I taught Pauline. My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body. So you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret. Look what Pauline did and look how quickly she did it. I work with women who are committed to success. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology, as you heard yourself, has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. And look, mama, if you don't have a mindset for success in this journey, baby, you have a gaping hole in your strategy. You're missing a huge opportunity here. 
Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.